Hello and welcome to another episode of The Locker Room. I'm your host, Tommy Tallarino. Alongside me today is my co-host, Jordan Navarro. Jordan, good to be back. Just had the last podcast Monday, Sunday? Uh, Sunday, yeah. Yep, Sunday. You're on spring break right now. How are we feeling? Uh, pretty good, you know. We're it's winding down. I really haven't done too much. I'm going to go hang out with my, my family tomorrow. So that'll be, that'll be nice. There we go event not nothing all week just laying around just laying around chillaxing man chillaxing nice nice and you know it's a great day because we get to finally finally talk about some baseball if you've been living under a rock you probably didn't hear but the lockout is over finally spring training has started and it's almost that time of year opening days Around the corner, three weeks. April 7th. We're getting yeah. super close. This is huge, huge people. And we thought today, you know what? What better way to kick off our baseball stuff than a little award predictions, a little breakout players, a little season predictions. What do you think, Jordan? How are we feeling about that? I, You know what? I think this is a... A phenomenal idea. Thank you. And I, I have to say, thank you for coming up with um, the suggestion, I'll say. You know, usually, usually I'm on top of my game, but today I was a little busy with school. And um, Jordan was like, hey, we'll do some baseball today. I was like, perfect. And I said, so I thank you for that. You know, we it's, it's a give and take around here at the yeah. locker room, you know? Yeah. I, I drop the ball, you pick it up. Exactly. You know, you yeah. know I'm, I'm a great second option. You know, in the NBA, I'm a, I'm a spot-up shooter. You know, I can't hit the shots, but I'm there. You know, if you need the, the pass, I'm there. You, you do have Hall of Fame Dimer. I do I, have Hall of Fame Dimer. Yeah. Post playmaker on Hall of Fame as well. No worries about it. With that said, let's jump right into it. What do you want to start out with? I'll leave it up to you. You know, before we get into specifics, let's just – take a second to just it's back finally you know throughout the whole off season it looked like we might not play this year this might happen we heard the owners were given and taken we heard the players weren't given and taken where the owners weren't given and taken it was back and forth big media battle but it's finally over and we're so close so very close to baseball being back almost there so, so let's not alienate all of baseball and start off with talking about players let's talk about the teams the teams or let's talk about these divisions before we start the division how many days of the lockout were there to be Uh, exact was it 99 i think it was 99 or 100 so for 99 days we were bamboozled run amok led astray and flat out deceived by these owners and players and rob manford is what you're telling me yes 100 percent all right well let's let's get into these divisions so you know i think starting off with the division that i think is going to be the roughest um maybe the the toughest it's a division that both of us play in um as a yankees fan as a red sox fan it's a division that we have the the honor to get beat up uh for most of the season, outside of the Orioles, who the Yankees struggled with last year, <laughs> admittedly, 
Hey, Red Sox did too. They got swept their first series against the Orioles. The AL East. Um, this division, I didn't think it could get much better, but it seems like everybody's just kind of adding pieces, except for the Rays this year, which is weird, but they're the Rays. You know, they'll get some random like 25-year-old rookie that comes up and throws a just it is what it is. Uh, let's start off with the obvious. Um, neither of our teams won the offseason. Uh, no, the team that the, the team that did win this offseason, at least from this division, is obviously the Blue Jays. Fair enough. I I mean, ha, they lost, they lose Robbie Ray, and I'm thinking, wow, that's amazing. And they decide we're gonna go get Kevin Gosman, and you say Kikuchi, because why not, right? I you know add two reliable starters instead of just losing one you know one Cy Young who and that might be his career year you know Robbie Ray's never had that elite type of a season and then they decided we're gonna trade for Matt Chapman you know (laughs) I don't know man it's it's pretty crazy what they're doing they messed around and mess around they did (laughs) mess around and mess around I mean I mean Yankees and Red Sox also made deals, too. They they did. Yeah, they did. Um, we'll start we'll start with the Yankees first. How are you feeling about that trade? Um, you know, I Gary Sanchez is a player that he he had all the talent in the world. You know, this guy he has immense power. I mean, ridiculous power. Like probably the best power we've seen from the catcher's position, maybe since Mike Piazza. Like it's insane how far he can hit a baseball. The issue that he always seemed to have is he couldn't hit it. He couldn't make consistent enough contact. And that goes through a whole lot of situations. I really do think that the Yankees had their, their, they're mostly responsible. The organization is mostly responsible for messing him up. I think they put too much pressure on him to become this great defender and they wanted him to get more athletic and they wanted him to get leaner. And, you know, and I think it just messed with him mentally. And I think he'll have a great season for the twins. I'm not really upset about losing Gio. I'm going to be honest. I, you know, he's Gio Urshela. Uh, he had a great season in 2018, but so did most every other MLB player. Uh, the balls were juiced. They were hitting tennis balls. So I'm not really that concerned with losing him. Josh Donaldson, 36. Uh, if he stays healthy, I hope he can hit some bombs. That's that's pretty much all that comes out of this trade. IKF, uh, Isaiah Kinefalefa, I think he can be the new Geo. I think we can, you know, we have pretty good track record recently of turning those kind of defensive first guys who've never really found the bat and turning them into something. So hopefully that's something that happens. But I don't feel that bad about the trade. I think we want it. But obviously, you know, Yankees fans always want more and we're spoiled. So I can't trying to come on here with a, without bias and slamming the table saying, we should have signed Correa and got Freeman and traded for Manaya and Mont. You know, it, it is what it is. That's a pipe bomb dream. It would have been nice, but I'm happy. And, and the biggest win of all, Glaber is no longer your shortstop. So Hell yeah, brother. That man can play shortstop like I can play shortstop. Yeah. And neither of us can play shortstop. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, they – um. Gary is a, is a different type of cat, I'll say. You know, I think what really hurt him is bringing in Aaron Boone. 
I think yeah, Girard- yeah. Girardi was – he might have not seemed like the best coach for Sanchez, but if you look at it, his best year was with Girardi as coach because he pushed him. He wanted him to be great. He expected a lot from him, as many play- or many people in the organization should. So, I 100% agree. Yeah. And do you want to start out with your your list of one through five? Uh, yeah, I'll go I'll ahead. You, I'll, I'll let you go first. Well, you want to talk about the Red Sox moves before we move on? We talked about um, the Yeah, we, we can talk about the Red Sox moves. Basically, if you haven't heard, uh, they had a Trevor Story. They were kind of late to the game in talking to him, uh, trying to get a deal done. Didn't look like. They were looking for him. They wanted to go in on Correa. Didn't get him. Fine with that. But uh, they had Trevor Story, who was going to play second base for them, which is really solid because we haven't really been able to establish a great second baseman since Dustin Pedroia's decline, really, in performance. So we're going back almost four years now. We, um, We would kind of just move guys or use utility guys there. Brock Holt. Uh, We brought in Ian Kinsler for a little bit. We had Chavez over there. So I think this is good in both sides of the ball, really. You know, you're bringing in Trevor Story, who's known to be a great hitter at at shortstop at second base now. He's going to do phenomenal with the monster. I don't know off the top of my head how many doubles he had last year, but I expect a lot of doubles out of him this year. And – I think it was overall just a solid move to add him to the lineup because, you know, it adds – we lost Hunter Hunter Renfro, who I thought was a valuable valuable piece in our lineup. So we kind of we kind of upgraded that a little bit with Story there in the lineup. And, you know, we lost some pitching. We lost Rodriguez uh, before the lockout. But we added Michael Waka. All right. I mean, it's it's kind of – it is what it is. But Chris Sale, I don't think they have a timetable for his injury. I believe he had a rib injury. Um, yeah. Right at the be- – like right at the beginning of uh, the lockout ending. So, he's going to miss some time. They don't exactly know. But I think Evaldi will hold down the fort as number one. You know, the I, – I don't have – we'll get to the playoffs. In a yeah. Minute, so, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, this Red Sox team, to me, has the potential makings of one of those teams where you look at it on paper and you say, okay, the talent's there in the lineup, but I got Bobby Dell back at first base, who admittedly had a better season than the numbers show. He did go super cold. Yeah. It was, it was rough. But for stretches, the guy was on fire. He was. And he, hit, and he hits the ball very hard, which is what you want. And, you know, you, he's got to think, you know, Tristan Casas is coming up. And it's like, it's make or break for me to entrench myself at first base because he doesn't have that positional versatility to say, well, I can go play left or I can go play right. You know, yeah. I can't. He is a first baseman. Casas could play third. You have Devers there, but, you know, there's pieces that can be moved around to fit a, a bat and a prospect like Casas, right? But if Bobby Dolbeck comes out and struggles again, you know, it's going to be Costas' job to lose. And I think that's what he's thinking. And honestly, players' best seasons are contract years and make it break it years. You always always thrive off competition. 
And so, I like I like Bobby Dobek a lot. I think he's a you know he's a traditional power hitter. Yeah. And I think with the DH, uh, kind of opening up because JD's at the end of his contract and he's declining. I think yeah. it's one of those things. He may become a bench bat for a little bit. But I look at your guys' lineup and I say, okay, all these guys had career years, like a lot of them. Like you guys, I don't think you're afraid to overadmit. You guys overachieved last year. Oh, 100%. You know, if they do that again, I still don't know if your bullpen's good enough, right? The bullpen was a mess, but you guys did get it better. So when I look on the Red, look at the Red Sox on paper, I say this team has all the potential just knowing how the Red Sox are to come out and surprise people and win, you know, 90 plus games. Yeah. But like at the same time, if you guys struggled and went like 77 and 85, I'd be like, well, I could see that too. See, our problem is our, our hitting's there. Our pitching isn't there. It's either one or the other with this team. And yeah, bullpen pitching in uh, got better. But the thing is your starting pitching didn't get better. Starting pitching. Not, it got worse. Yeah. I mean, Nick Pavetta and Tanner Howe stepped up for them, but you never know this year. You you just don't know. So if they're going to win games, it's going to be because they're hitting the crap out of the ball, scoring almost 10 runs a game. That's how I view them this season, which yeah. that's how they won most of their games last year, too, if you think about it. So, yeah. It'll it be wasn't interesting really to until see. the end that you guys really yeah. started to get really good pitching. Yeah. And that's and why you guys made that surprise playoff run is the pitching played way above anyone yeah. else's expectations. And Kiki Hernandez was the hottest thing compared to the sun. <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, that's what you need in the playoff run. Yeah. That's why they say the MLB playoffs is a crapshoot. You know, it's just whoever's hot. Yeah. Which is You're why not I love playoff baseball. You know, it, it's unlike any other – because baseball is unlike any other sport. That's why they play seven, you know, seven games and all these long series. It's baseball is an any day of the week type sport. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Pirates could beat the Dodgers by 15, and I'd be like, that's baseball for you. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, if it did, whatever. Yeah. But we, we went in depth of our teams. So Lay it into me. Yeah. Look at the division as a whole. Yeah. So I have – the Blue Jays winning this division, I have them being the one seed in the American League. I have them at 95 and 67. I have the Yankees finishing second. And as the first wild card, I have them at 93 and 69. I have the Rays as the second wild card, finishing third in the division at 89 and 73. I have the Red Sox at 84 and 78. And I have the Orioles at sixty and one hundred and two, finishing at last. I I think that's solid. I mean, we kind of explained why uh, Red Sox would be lower. Yankees, you know, they're always around that two three. Um, is there a reason why you give them the edge over Tampa? What's that reason? Um, I see Tampa, and I it's Tampa. Like I, you know, like I said in the beginning, yeah. like they could have some 26 year old that no one's ever heard of come up and throw a hundred and win 20 games. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked, but losing glass now. Um, I think uh, Shane Baz is on the, he's on the rehab yep. now. He's, he's got injured. I just, they're pitching. Injuries are kind of mounting early, which I think is going to lead to them getting a slow start. Also their offense. Um, I'm not, I'm not crazy about Wander Franco is an MVP candidate for sure. 
the rest of the the positions, I just I keep thinking these guys can't continue to overachieve. But, yeah, like yeah. G Man Choi at first base, like event in Yandy Diaz, that platoon eventually like plateaus. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna have to get some talent at that position. Which again, with their amount of pitching, it wouldn't shock me if they even win the division, right? They could win a hundred games and I'd be like, well, the Rays just pulled it off again. But I do think that they'll finish third this year. So we agree on two things. Blue Jays one, Orioles five. I kind of um I got shaken up a little bit. I I I think the Yankees will get second. I can see the Red Sox overachieving and getting second. And I have right, – right now I have Yankees two, Red Sox three, Rays four. I have the Red Sox over the Rays due to the lack of pitching they're losing with Glass now. And I think Tampa Bay does not overachieve. I think it finally comes to an end to where, like, wow, how are they doing this? They barely have a budget in baseball, and they're – winning the AL. I think that comes to an end. I think teams are going to figure them out. So I don't see it happening. I think, like you said, Wander Franco, probably an MVP. But if you think about everyone else, it's at best average at their position. And like they, they, you know, uh, Vidal Brujan or like Taylor Walls, like they have guys that could definitely play above their talent level. But like you said, it's like every year with these guys. And that, you know, that's not to say the Rays yeah. are a bad organization. Uh, you heard me all last year when the Yankees were struggling. Oh, yeah. I, I'm tired of the Yankees not viewing them as a rival, or I'm tired as everyone in the AL not viewing them as a rival or, like, as a top team and giving them these, like, underdog props. These guys aren't underdogs anymore. No. I get that they only have a $40, 50000000 million budget, whatever, even less than that. It's because they're that good at developing talent. So I'm tired of people saying, oh, the, you know, the underdog Rays beat the Red Sox or the Yankees. They're not underdogs. If not, they're better no. run or- they're a better run organization. I mean, for the past three years, the Rays have been better than the Red Sox. I, I know uh, Yankees and Tampa have gotten into it in the playoffs. Rays have beaten the Yankees in the playoffs two times out of the past three years, right? Yes. So, so it's, it's like, like, why are we viewing them as underdogs? We've seen that they're not underdogs. They're just as good. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are probably the best organization in baseball. I would I would argue that the Rays are the second best. Yeah. In terms of front office and player development and analytics. So this is why I keep saying I think they're going to finish third. But if they yeah. win 100 games, it's not going to surprise yeah. me. And it's funny uh, that you brought that up, how Dodgers and Rays are probably the best two organization or front office organizations because they're so different. You know, Dodgers spend so much. And it makes sense. And it's kind of, it's a good thing. It's a good look for baseball because it's finally a front office is like, okay, this is our championship window. Let's buy in. You don't see that often. You know, owners and front offices are content with being in the middle in baseball, I feel like. Whereas the Rays were like, okay, we're not going to be able to compete with the Dodgers and Yankees payrolls, but our feeder system, we can definitely beat them in. And they've done that. I think it's... It's very cool how both are different. Yeah. They're definitely different from market standpoint. Yeah. Tampa Bay is a retirement center. Yeah. For the most part. Like, it's a big football market or whatever because Tom Brady's there. Tampa. But but I think their front offices are actually a lot more alike than they are different. I think it's different because Friedman has access 
to the Dodgers payroll, right? Yeah. But give the Rays GM access to the Dodgers payroll. I don't think he would do anything different. Oh the yeah. Dodgers. Because I think that the Dodgers are what the Yankees want to be. Like the Yankees are so or Cashman. I'm not how Steinbrenner is not cheap. I'm tired of this thing that he's cheap. Yes, we spend the least amount on revenue, uh, or at least amount on payroll compared to revenue. I mean, the Yankees are the biggest brand in sports almost. Oh, yeah. And and we don't spend nearly enough as we should, but we still have a $250 million payroll right now. And this is the roster we have. Look at the Yankees roster compared to the Dodgers. I mean, the Yankees have a very good team, but the Dodgers have a team that if they beat the wins record and went undefeated in the playoffs, I would say, well, that makes sense. Dodgers basically have an all-star team throughout. The, yes. the only thing they lost, really, was Kenley Jansen, and he was up and down the past couple of years and for him. Corey Seager, yeah. and they already yeah. traded. And they replaced Trey him. Turn, yeah, Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman's there. Yeah, so it's – it's uh, we'll talk about the Dodgers later. Yeah, well, yeah. they'll get their due. Yeah. But I think it's like you look at Cashman and you say, well, why is he spending this $250 million so badly? I don't think it's that the Yankees don't spend enough. It's that Brian Cashman doesn't spend it well. Yeah. Like he, for every Gio Urshela or Luke Voigt, he has an Aroldis Chapman or Zach Britton contract. Why are we paying $30 million for those two relievers? You know, <laughs> especially when our pitching development, we make we, – we manufacture guys that throw 100. Why not just put them in the bullpen? You know, it's, it's always an issue with the Yankees. They can't develop starters. All of our guys have two pitches. They can just never develop the third pitch. Well, you only need two pitches to be good in the bullpen. So why are we, you know, why are we paying Chapman? Right? Yeah. yeah, why are we paying Chapman in Britain thirty million when we could get the same production for two million? You're not wrong. Uh, you know, the big contract everyone criticizes is Stanton. Yeah, he may have not lived up to it, but Cashman's not going to know that when he trades for him. That's hindsight. Well, That's what's even like you look at his contract, he's only getting paid yeah. 22 million a year. Yeah. At least the Yankees are only paying him 22 million a year. Yeah. The Marlins are eating some of it. Like, that's a value contract for a player to Carlos Stanton. Yeah. Like, Trevor Story is getting paid 23 and a half million. Like, if you tell me who's the better player between Trevor Story and Stanton, I think every, most people will pick yeah. Stanton. You know, they're kind of similar because they both have power and both can't play 160 games. <laughs> <laughs> But that that's the east. Yeah. That's the east for you. Um, so moving on. I say we go to the west. Well, let's go to the west because central's kind of. Yeah. Okay. We'll let's. I feel like the west is more competitive. So, I will not do my win totals anymore because that took forever. But I have the Astros winning this, with the Mariners coming in second, the Angels finishing third, the Rangers finishing fourth, and the Athletics finishing fifth. Yeah, I mean, I ours are very similar. Uh, Astros, they lost a lot of players. You don't think it's going to hurt them? Um, they lose Correa. They still have Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Alex Bregman, which is a middle of the order that very few teams can compete with. And I think they have a very good bullpen. And uh, Justin Verlander may not be the Justin Verlander of old, but he doesn't really have to be. Like, they, you know, that patchwork rotation they had last year was very solid. Yeah. So I think you add Verlander to that, as long as he's okay, like, he doesn't have to be ace level. He just has to lead that rotation. I think this team easily wins the West. I mean, look at the teams they're competing with. 
Like, the reason I have the Angels yeah. finishing third, right? Who's their best pitcher? Shohei Otani, who happens to be their second best hitter. That's incredible that Shohei is, like, he's that good. Like, he might be the best player in baseball. But, like, you're banking on Noah Syndergaard? Yeah. The guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, they're really making or breaking with Syndergaard. And in my opinion, Otani, I feel like on other teams, is like a third best pitcher. Because he's on the because he's on the Angels, I feel like he's the one. Yeah. I yeah. I think I um yeah, he's a he's a great pitcher, but I think like you said, their pitching lacks where their one is not really a true one in Otani, I feel like. You know, I think Otani could be an ace if all he did was pitch. Yeah. But I think yeah, the fact that he hits as well. Sometimes they haven't played the outfield not much. He does DH. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's pretty much going to be full-time DH from here on out. Like, it does take – it's got to take a little bit out of him, right? Oh, 100%. He's yeah. not a guy that just hits home. He's not slow. Like, they have him stealing bases. He's taking the extra base. He's playing yeah. hard. He is a full-time player when he's not pitching. Yeah. Like, this is not a gimmick, right? Like, we saw it last year. Like, he's not just hitting to hit because he's a good hitter. No, he's, like – I'm, you know, turning this single into a double. I'm going to turn this double into a triple. I'm going to hit this 500-foot nuke. Like, he's he's a special player. So, I, I do see him probably more as, like, a two or a three, like you said. But the the talent is there. Like, this guy, yeah. he can strike oh. out anybody's lineup any day of the week. The issue lies, they have no one else. And their bullpen, for all of its glory it had last year and kind of playing over its potential, it's still not that great. Like That's... they are, they are really relying on Otani and Mike Trout to be the best two players in baseball, and Anthony Rendon, who hasn't stayed healthy, and when he has stayed healthy, he's been a good player and had an M- uh, MVP candidacy run not that long ago. Yeah. He's got to play like that, and Noah Syndergaard has to play up to his potential, and that's just a lot of ifs. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Angels; they've always couldn't get that pitching going since Trout's really been there, and. I just want to see Trout and Otani both healthy at the same time. We haven't and seen in the playoffs. Man. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of odd how is this Otani's fourth or fifth year? I think it's his fourth year. Fourth? It's fourth. kind of it's kind of sad that we haven't seen them both healthy at the same time. Because I think that duo could be one of the best duos in baseball ever. I th- I think you're exactly yeah. right. And Mike Trout, it's it's like this guy, what's he, 30, 29, 30? 30, yeah, he's going to be 30. And he's, he's yeah, statistically he's, one of the best players argument, ever. Yeah, you're making an argument that he's top 10 already, maybe. Yeah. And if he could just stay healthy, like this, he plays 100 games and people are like, well, Mike Trout has to win the MVP. You know? Yeah. Like he plays 100 games and it's somebody's 162. Like if this guy could just stay healthy. But that's not enough. Mike Trout and Otani staying healthy is yeah. not going to be enough for the Angels to make the playoffs, especially when the team I have finishing second, the Mariners, that team is looking like it's going to be ridiculous. I love their pitching. I, I think it's very underrated right now. I think Robbie Ray is a huge addition for them. And I have one of their players as a breakout player. I like their lineup. I think Julio Rodriguez is going to take the league by storm when he comes up from the minors. So everyone is getting better, and we know how the athletics are. Yeah, they're going to be trash this year and probably next year, 
But out of oh. nowhere, the Athletics are going to come back and win 90 games. They always do. And I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Ours are honestly the same. It's for me, it goes Astros, just because, like you said, the middle of the order. And then I, I have Seattle, like, I think they're going to finish, like, a couple games behind them. I think Seattle's going to be that good just because the pitching and their feeder program's just been good, I feel like. It's been what they need it to be. And then right behind them, or in third, I'm going Angels just because I think if even if Trout and Otani are clicking, they're at least going to get third, I feel like. Yeah. Even, even with the pitching nightmares. And then fourth, I got the Rangers. They're just – they're not there yet. Yeah, they got Seager, but I feel like it's, it's going to take a, like a couple more years to come in on top of that division. And then I got the A's. I A's up and down, really. It's it's just how they are as an organization, I feel like. They go all in one season, and they're like, all right, let's break it down and try in another three years. And I think it's mainly because of their, their ballpark. Yeah. I, we're, you know – you know how I feel about the owners. This That yeah. could be a whole hour segment, me going in about owners not spending money. I do think if the A's moved to Las Vegas, they would spend more money. I don't know if they would hit Steve Cohen levels. They probably wouldn't. But they would routinely keep a roster over $100 because they're in the basement right now. They're paying, like, you know, 30 yeah. for their entire roster. I mean, look at the Raiders for the NFL. They – they spent the big bucks this offseason for Vegas in Vegas. I don't know if they do that in Oakland. I think they would uh, at least keep a competitive roster most of the time instead of playing money ball. Yeah. I don't see any team in this division losing 100 games, so that's good. Yeah. Um, I think Baltimore, if they don't lose 100 games, it it's a win. A yeah, it's yeah. a win for them. <laughs> uh, moving to maybe the most boring division yeah. in baseball. Um, the AL Central. I really don't even care about the <laughs> It's the White Sox to run away with. Yeah. But I guess we got to talk about the other teams. There's four other teams in this division. One um, of them is new. Like... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start at the bottom. Kansas City. Listen, Kansas City fans. You're going to finish in last place. Okay? Just mentally prepare for it. But Bobby Witt Jr. is coming. Okay. And that kid is going to be special. He's probably, he, he's going to stake his claim in two to three years as the best shortstop in baseball. So you got that to look forward to this summer. I don't really know much about the rest of your team. Zach Granke's back. So that's, hey. game, right, I guess <laughs> <laughs> he'll get a bobblehead night probably. Yeah. Uh, at the at second, I've got Minnesota. Um, what about third? Uh, I got, Detroit finishing third, right. and I've got Cleveland finishing fourth. Cleveland has Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez, and then they've got me and you playing first and third. Um, yeah, I Cleveland is pretty awful. Those Guardians, yes, the the new Cleveland Guardians. I I think um, you know White Sox one, like you said, Royals five, and you had Twins two. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll say to toss up Cleveland and Detroit three and four. It depends on how Detroit – it's Detroit's third place to win. But 
you know just to say something nice i yeah. actually i told my brother this i would bet on detroit to make the playoffs because they have the pitching prospects that like if they put it all together they have aj hinch at manager so you know he's a cheater uh if they put it all together and they find out how to cheat and use the sticky stuff those guys will be elite in their rotation and then riley green is an amazing outfield prospect uh they signed javier Baez, so he's good for 200 strikeouts and a 290 on base percentage so like if they cheat they could they could make the playoffs and they show miguel cabrera <laughs> No, but to be serious, I do love Detroit's pitching mm-hmm. staff. They have some really good pitching prospects. I like Riley Green a lot. Spencer Torkelson is somewhere in the minor league system. I don't know where he is. Hopefully double A, triple A. Uh, I think he's in triple A. So I could definitely see Detroit making the playoffs. It's not going to happen probably. But, like, if Casey Mize and Tariq Skubal went out there and were aces, then they might make a run. But, yeah, it's their third place to win, like you said. Yeah, uh, about the playoffs for them. I ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole. You can take that bet any day. I will I will not be taking that one. But, I mean, there's really nothing much else to say about the AL Central. I mean, it's it's just – it's White Sox. Wait, wait, wait. Minnesota signed Carlos Correa. They did, but there's still a few pieces away, I think. You know, Minnesota, it's like they signed Sonny Gray. They traded for Sonny Gray. Yeah. They signed Carlos Correa. They have some decent uh, guys in their lineup that are kind of young, like Alex Kirilov or whatever. They still need Byron Buxton to stay healthy. And that has – like, the guy – That's never the happened. Last, the last two years, it's been like, man, Byron Buxton's the best player on the planet for a month, and then he gets injured, yeah. and we don't see him. So, hopefully that whole team can stay healthy, but I still don't know if it's enough to beat Chicago. Yeah, I – I think maybe they'll they'll come closer than what they did last year, but it's still it's still Chicago. Oh, hey, they weren't very good last year. <laughs> hey, hey, that's okay. <laughs> but that wraps up the AL. Do you wanna do you wanna mention anything else in the AL before we move to the other league, the National League? Well, let's go ahead and do our AO award prediction. I do it. Okay. Keep it, keep it consistent. Right. Hey. So. You- you let me know what you want to start with for the awards. Uh, let's leave the MVP for last. Let's start with the rookie of the year. Okay. You know, I've got Bobby Witt Jr. Um, like I said, I think this this kid is special. I think he's going to end up staking his claim for uh for one of the best shortstops in the league. He's maybe he's one of the most hyped prospects, um, that I've seen at least. In, in a minute, I'm trying to look up his, his prospect grades just to give you guys a, uh, an idea. He's the number one prospect in baseball right now. Uh, on a 20-80 scale, 20 being well below average, 80 being elite. The guy has 60 hits, 70 power, 60 runs, 60 arms, 60 field, 70 overall. Pretty much meaning this kid is elite. He is well above average at pretty much everything, and he has the chance to be a 30-30 player. Uh his K rate was down to 23% at AAA. That's after striking out at a 25% uh, clip at AA. So he got better as he went up the, the, the levels. So I think he's going to be amazing. He sounds like he's going to be a beast. Just like you just mentioned, Spencer Torkelson. This guy probably, when he got drafted, could have played for Detroit right away. <laughs> probably. De- Detroit was that bad, but... 
he was still that good. He was from Arizona State, number one pick in the 2020 draft. And he's got a 60-hit, 70-power profile. One of the best offensive prospects probably in Detroit history. Probably could be just as good of a hitter as McBell, Miguel Cabrera in his prime. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But um, he backed up his slashing in, um, in the minors with a 267, 383, 552 line, 29 doubles, 30 home runs, 91 RBIs in just 121 games. And right now, I think in spring training, he is batting, I'd say, around a 300. I don't know off the top of my head. And I think, you know, first base, they still have Miggy at first base, right? I mean, I would assume he DHs now. I mean, as bat, is he at least a backup first baseman if they need him? Yeah. I think he can get in there and do some damage at first base. I don't think they signed anyone. I think first base for them is lacking. I wouldn't be surprised if he might make the opening day roster of how he's been playing. Uh, you know, with the new CBA kind of limiting the uh, the uh, service time, uh, rewarding teams for bringing up guys early, maybe. I don't think they'll do it with Spencer. I can see them definitely doing it with Riley Green. Yeah. But uh, Spencer Turkelson and Riley Green may end up making Detroit a very watchable team. Um, not that they're not already watchable with uh, Javier Baez there. But, you know, I prefer my shortstops to get on base. I, Javier Baez is one of my favorite players in MLB to watch. He just strikes out a lot, has very little plate discipline, but he's a, a, magi- a magician in the field. I mean, absolutely amazing. But yeah, I agree with you. Spencer Torkelson, he's going to be a hitter. He's, he, he's going to demolish the baseball. We could see a potential Pete Alonso type debut from him, like I, debut season. I could definitely see it. I don't know if he'll get to the 50 plus homers. No, but it'll be, but, it'll be, uh, Similar, I think. Yeah, I agree. And before we end about talking about Detroit, I just want to say that's probably the best thing going to Detroit right now because nothing good happens there. So. <laughs> no, uh, and moving on to the, yeah. to the you know. You want, no, Actually, yeah. No, no, we're still on the awards. My bad, yeah. my bad, my bad. No, you're good, you're good. So, Cy Young. I have Shane Bieber. I don't really have a rhyme or reason for this. I was going to pick Garrett Cole, but I just, at this point, he's finished at, like, top five out of, like, four of the last five years. I just don't think he's ever going to win one. I think that's just something I'm going to have to live with, and I don't want to sound like a homie. Uh, Shane Bieber was amazing in 2020. All he really had to do was play the AL Central, though, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I think the guy, he's he's ridiculous. I think he's a great pitcher, and I think he'll bounce back. You know, he had kind of a rough year last year with injuries and such. And I think he'll he'll restake his claim as as the best best pitcher in the AL. I definitely could see it. I mean, he got shelled in the Yankees Indian playoff game two year, not last postseason, but the postseason before it. And the other guy did really good. It was it was oh, Garrett I mean, Cole, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this hurts me as a Red Sox fan, but I got Garrett Cole winning the Cy Young. I think. Um, this is, this is the year he's going to win it. I think, you know, the past four years, it's been that one guy in there that 
it's just as good and oh this is their first year being good so they end up getting the vote and i think this year there's gonna be no one in his way you know we know cole's a solid amazing stupendous pitcher in the regular season and then good thing this is a regular season award we don't have to worry about his playoff stuff listen he had a hamstring injury I'm not going to sit uh-huh. here and whatever. Had hamstring injury. All day, Cole. All day. That's a ball. Uh, I think, you know, he's just – he's going to have a full year without any sticky substance, so he's going to get used to everything. And he's going to do great because he has in the past five years, so I don't see why not. I'm leaving it at that because I don't want to give him too much praise. Yeah, I know that hurts you to say. Yeah. I I I gotta be honest. I I can't lie to y'all. I can't. It hurts me to say, but I can't. I AL MVP. Um, I went with another. I mean, as bad as the Central is, I do have my award getters. All of them are from AL Central. Um, I have Luis Robert. Now this guy, last year was injured. Everyone forgot about him. Um, in the last like 68 games of the season, though, he hit 338 with 13 home runs. I think he reminded everyone, like, hey, when I play, I'm an elite center fielder, if not top three center fielder in the MLB. He's my dark horse. He's the guy I'm going to put my money on to win MVP. Uh, stream, uh, steamer projections by Fangrass has him projected for 31 homers. 92 ribbies, batting 283 with a 340 on base and a 509 slugging. He plays a very good center field. He's a good defender, and he's an elite hitter. I think this is the year he's going to fully break out, put it all together, and win himself an MVP. Um, I could definitely see it. I, I'm i going to go with the obvious, Mike Trout. Um, You know, Mike Trout's – like we've said, probably made a case for top 10 baseball players of all time. <laughs> he's getting a little extra rest compared to other seasons. You know, he's coming off the injury. And even before the injury, he was batting a 333. Really good. I mean, let's see what he's projected to do this season. We got a 272 average, which I feel like that might be a little low. Yeah. Might be, that might be a little low. And then a 954 OPS. Uh, I could definitely see that maybe a little bit higher, but I can I can see it ending around there. And then he's projected 38 home runs, 105 RBIs, 26 doubles, and about 659 plate appearances. I, I definitely could see all that happening besides the average. I think the average will definitely be better than a 272, which there's nothing wrong with 272. It's it's still above average. So I think it's just going to be a little higher just because I think I might show a little favoritism in that stat for Trout just because I've seen him do way better. Yeah, I mean, Mike Trout is is a safe pick to an MVP yeah. anytime he plays a full season. Like I said, he plays 100 games and he finishes top three. So I could definitely see it. Mike Trout is – he's he's Mike Trout. Like, that's really – like, that's the adjective to describe yeah. him. He's, 
he's just that much better than everybody. I think Acuna and Soto, like I think Juan Soto is the best hitter in baseball. Like he's my pick to win NL MVP. Uh, you know, we'll go ahead and start there. He's my pick to win an MVP because I think he's the best hitter in baseball, very plainly. But I think Acuna and other outfielders have closed the gap on Mike Trout. But I also think it's because we haven't seen Mike Trout play a full season. And I think if he plays a full season, we'll get reminded very quickly that there are levels to this and that Mike Trout can go out and hit 50 home runs whenever he feels like it, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean... You're not wrong. And before we leave the AL, let's talk about some breakout players. Give me a give me give me your breakout player right now. I have Jared Klinik. Uh Jared Klinik, I think he, you know, he's a top prospect in baseball. He's lost that prospect status now. He really had a rough go of it. Uh he hit 0. 0.96, 0.096. And with 26 strikeouts in his first 92 plate appearances, he got optioned back down to the minors. He finished at 181, 265, 350 slash line. I mean, absolutely horrendous. 72 OPS plus. He had 13 doubles, 14 home runs, and 43 ribbies in 93 games. He was whiffing on a 28.1% rate. I mean, just absolutely forgettable numbers for him and numbers that he never posted in the minors, right? This guy is a blue chip prospect. He's a great hitter. He's probably not going to play center field for much longer. Probably ends up as a left fielder. But in his final 29 games between September and October, he had an 854 OPS. He had 20 ribbies. He tallied 12 walks in, in those 118 plate appearances. And he had seven home runs. So I think at the end of the season, he kind of broke out. He got comfortable. And I think that guy, I think Jared Klinik, he's going he's gonna to live up to his prospect status. And he's going to power the Mariners to a second-place finish in the AL West. He's definitely going to be a big part. I think the Mariners, like we said before, I think their farm systems, those prospects are coming up and they're taking over. Probably not this season in the NL West, but years from now, they're going to be top dogs. I agree. My breakout player is another Yankee. I've Kyle Higashioka. The home run stroker. I, I just think, you know, Higgy never really got his shot at full-time catcher, I feel like. Larry Sanchez was always there. Yeah, and Higashioka was doing great. He hits bombs, he gets on base, and he's great defensively. I think now that it's his time, he's going to take over, bat around maybe 230, I'll say. Oh, that, that's high. I'll give him 210. <laughs> I'll say at most 230. And then I think he could I, I think he could hit about 20, 20 to 25 home runs. I could see it if he plays full time. I could yeah. see 20. I was gonna say 30, but I don't know. No, he does yeah. not have Gary Power. Yeah. I think 15 to 20 is probably his max. And I think he's been underutilized by the Yankees and definitely he's gonna finally get an everyday job. I, I agree. And that's that's it for the – is that official close on the AL? On the AL, we're done. We're moving we are to done. the NL. Growing the NL. Which, which division do you want to start with? Let's get the obvious one out of the way because we don't. I don't want to talk about them any more than I have to. Uh, the Dodgers, 
yeah, finishing yeah. first. Uh, I have the Giants finishing. Actually, I have the Padres finishing second. Giants finishing third. I have the Colorado Rockies finishing fourth. Congratulations. And Arizona finishing fifth. And I hope that fans show up to their games. Yeah, I mean, Dodgers are just an all-star team, really, with Freddie Freeman, newest addition. And I, the only change I'm going to make is I'm going to have San Fran still above San Diego because I think their pitching is better. And I think Tatis out is going to really hurt them. I'll just, go, I'll just leave it at that. I feel like it's, that's – yeah. Like That's Rockies, Rockies, yeah, you got Chris Bryant. You you replace Arenado and lost prospects, and Diamondbacks are in Arizona. So uh, this division um, is pretty piss poor at the bottom two spots. Colorado yeah. is, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. Like it seemed like they're rebuilding, and then they went and signed Chris Bryant to a massive overpaid deal, and then Arizona. I feel like they've been rebuilding for a long time now, but they just, I feel like they've been at that spot where they are like, well, we don't want to be the worst team in the league. Just go ahead and bottom out. If you're going to tank, just tank, you know, don't make it any worse on the fans and let's get some talent on that team. And they, you know, they've kind of slowly developed it. I feel like some of their prospects have hit a bump, but yeah, at the top of this division, it's pretty simple. If the Padres pitching, plays over their potential, they might have a chance to finish second. No one is finishing first other than the Dodgers. It would have to take a massive collapse. Like, they survived Cody Bellinger being the worst player in the MLB last year. Like, that's an, that's an MVP candidate, and he played like he had never seen MLB pitching before, and he was a high schooler. That's how bad he played. And they still finished first. Actually, no, did the Giants win the division line? Yeah, yeah. Giants, yeah. And then they beat the Giants in the playoffs. Yeah. So. so that yeah. So like they still won over a hundred games. Yeah. With Bellinger being awful. So like it's crazy. I we'll talk about them later because um I accidentally skipped over who you think is gonna come in the playoffs. We'll do that after yeah our division predictions. Um, do you want to go NL Central or NL East? We'll go to the Central. All right. Got the Brewers winning this one. Very, it's. I think it's going to be very close at the top three, actually, because I think people are underrating the Cubs. Um, I know they rebuild, but I think this was. I think this is actually going to be like a pretty quick rebuild for them. I think they're going to have to add a little bit more pieces as they go along. Of course, I don't think they're there yet, but I think here in another year or two, I think the Cubs will be right back up to you know having a chance to win the division. Uh, but I have the Brewers winning, Cardinals coming in second, Cubs finishing third. Cincinnati finishing fourth. I thought Cincinnati had a chance to finish third easily if they would have not traded who they traded. Uh, they lost Castellanos, Winker. They traded Gray. And then I have the Pittsburgh Pirates playing baseball this season. Uh, that, that's all I can say about that team. I mean, good, great stadium. Uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing park. Uh, I, um, I agree. Brewers won. I just think that pitching is just so dominant. The pitching is just going to carry him again. And then two, I'm going to go Cardinals just because you never count them out. They just, they come out of nowhere and they still have talent. You know, they have gold shit, Arenado, holding it down. I think they're, they'll be good enough for two. And then I got 
Cubs three. They've they they've made some good signings, and like you said, I don't think it's going to be a long rebuild. Uh, Reds four because they've lost a lot, and five Pittsburgh. Enough said right there. Listen, Pittsburgh fans, I wish I had anything nice to say. Um, he had some decent prospects coming up. I do have my breakout pitcher off of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the the light is at the end of the tunnel for sure. There's a lot of good prospects coming up for Pittsburgh, but I just – right now it's it's rough. It's turmoil. It is rough. Moving on to the east, um, I have – not the New York Mets winning this division. Um, I have the Braves winning this division pretty handily, actually. Uh, I think that losing Freddie Freeman is going to hurt them in terms of leadership. And, you know, he's the heart and soul of that team. That's a big hit. But, you know, what did Atlanta go out and do? They went and got younger Freddie Freeman. The, they went and got 28-year-old Matt Olson, signed him to a amazing contract. I think it's eight years, 160-something. So they replaced one mvp all-star first baseman with another mvp all-star first baseman who happens to also bat left-handed um and they're getting acuna back so as long as it's pitching they have a lot of young pitchers their rotation is very young as long as they stay healthy first and foremost i think they'll easily win this division number two i have the mets um they went out and they decided you know what we're going to replace marcus stroman with max scherzer that's a huge upgrade uh, signed Starling Marte, signed Mark Canna, uh, Eduardo Escobar. Uh, they traded for Chris Bassett. You know, they have maybe, in a, they have a, a great rotation on paper and they signed a bunch of guys for the offense, but it's the Mets. I like this. They, you, they spent all this money and I look at their roster compared to the Dodgers and like even the Yankees and I'm like, eh, you know, the top payroll in baseball and it's like, eh. Yeah, great rotation, but lineups, eh? I just I don't see how that's possible, Steve Cohen. You know, if you're gonna spend money, I mean, spend it. Like, let's let's buy some people. Why is Freddie Freeman not on this team? I know you got Pete Alonso. Screw it, put Pete Alonso at third base. They got a DH down here now. I mean, the Phillies don't care about defense. Have you seen their lineup? They have terrible defenders all over the diamond. Like, if we're gonna hit, let's hit. Forget forget the 15 errors we're gonna make. We're gonna make it up with 15 home runs. I, Carlos Correa should be a Met. You know, if you're going to. Oh, they already have Lindor. Put him at second. <laughs> oh, you got, Je- you got Jeff McNeil? Put him at catcher. Oh, you got James McCann? He's playing center field today. If we're going to spend money, let's spend some money. What is this? Eduardo Escobar. <laughs> I'm a big switch hitter. He's a good utility guy. I don't need him. I could have had Carlos Correa coming off the bench. If you got unlimited payroll, let's use the unlimited payroll. I spend that thing. <laughs> You're going to sign Max Scherzer. Why is Clayton Kershaw not on the Mets? You're going to tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> if you want to play MLB The Show, let's play MLB The Show. All right? If you got you got video game money, let's get some video game rosters. I'm going to edit Peter Lonzo's stats. He's going to be a 99 overall defender in second base. I know you turn that luxury tax off. I want the whole budget out there. I want the deed of the house given to these players. <laughs> Um, Drum and, and Max Scherzer, that's it? That's all I got? That's <laughs> that's all I get? Really? My bullpen still looks like this after rely on Edwin Diaz? Is this, her, is this her first time playing franchise mode, Cohen? Come on. Robinson can nose my DH? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to 
to spend money, let's spend it. I'm going to spend on money on players that don't use roids, number one. Come on. Oh. So moving on to third place, I've got the Phillies. Like I just said, this might be the worst defensive team in baseball, <laughs> maybe in baseball history. Uh, they've got JT Real Muto, amazing defender. Every other position on this team, below average at best. Uh, Kyle Schwarber might have to play left field this year. That's never a good thing. <laughs> he likes Philly cheesesteaks, though. If he, if he DHs, they get yeah. Castellanos and left. Wow, such an upgrade. <laughs> this team is going to be awful defensively. And Joe Girardi's the manager, and he's been atrocious. <laughs> Um, the bullpen is still horrendous, and their rotation is filled with ifs and buts. Uh, four, I've got Miami. Miami has one of the best young rotations in baseball. They continue to develop these guys. They have great uh, pitching prospects coming up still. Uh, I know they have Yuri Perez. I think that's how I say, say his first name. I probably butchered that, but uh, Perez, he's 18 years old. They're saying he may be the best. Pitching prospects in Stock Gooden. He has a chance to be the youngest MLB player is in Stock Gooden pitcher. So if they keep developing this pitching. Where is the offense? It's traded. They traded. They don't they stop offense. They don't they stop offense, Miami. Where is it? <laughs> there is none. Put the offense in the bag. Derek Jeter said, I want to sign. I want to sign Nick Castellanos. They said, we don't have the money for that. Derek Jeter said, see you later then. <laughs> I, if you just had hitters, you could easily be better than the Phillies. Jazz Chisholm could play first base better than Reese Hoskins. You're not wrong. You are not <laughs> wrong now. I mean, your defense is already better. You just need better hitters. And then last place, I've got the Nationals. Uh, they're projected 70 wins. Um, all 70s will, of those will come off of Juan Soto walk-off home runs. Uh, he's, he's the only bright. He's hitting 70 <laughs> home runs this season? He's the only bright spot on this roster on, on the offense. Uh, pitching is still okay, but not enough offense to, to make the playoffs or finish above the Marlins, I don't think. Yeah, I, um, I agree on uh, Washington and uh, Miami. Uh, I really want to light the stove right now and say Philly's going to win this division. Oh. I want to oh. do it. I want to do it so bad because who cares about defense? That's not flashy. <laughs> we got to make this game more exciting. I like what Philly's thinking. Who cares about defense? That doesn't bring in the views. I want the diggers, the home runs. That's going to bring me my money right there. That's what Steve Cohen should have done. <laughs> but I just don't see it. I, I'm i going to go, they could get a second-place finish. My And then uh, I could see them and the Mets flip-flopping just because the Mets are going to Mets, really. They always, they always, yeah, it, it's just inevitable. And then Atlanta's just, they're so solid all around, defending World Series champs. They rebuilt. They're going to reclaim. And I got to go up on number one. I, you know, I'm glad that Philadelphia is doing what they're doing. You know, I hope more teams aspire to be Philadelphia. If you're going to be terrible, right? If you're yeah. going to, if you're going to be terrible, let's be really good at something else. At least put yeah. on a show. 
Pittsburgh, you're terrible at everything. What am I watching, right? Orioles, I know you got Adley Rutschman and, and Grayson Rodriguez. I, I know you got some exciting prospects coming up, but you got Rugen Ordor playing second base right now. Let me tell you, it's not pretty. I don't like watching it. I've Philadelphia, it. <laughs> Philly fans, you're, it's, you guys are going to lose 12 games at least because of errors. It's guaranteed. The defense is that terrible, okay? But you're going to be exciting. You got a decent rotation. You're going to be exciting. It's going to it's going to be a great great time in Philly. I know they already take heart medication cuz the bullpen gives up leads <laughs> every single game. They can't hold a one-run lead to save their lives. They couldn't hold a five-run lead to save their lives. So, I mean, Philadelphia is the most exciting team in baseball. You never know what's going to happen. You know, it's like WCW. <laughs> you never know who's going to show up. <laughs> all about the click baby the click yeah you know that the city of philly should throw a parade when they have it probably one air games that's how bad this defense is but i want to go back to pittsburgh you know the funny thing is you know they're so bad i had a group of friends last year go to a pittsburgh game and they're like oh my god that was one of the best baseball games i went to and i'm like what huh you you saw the pirates. They got thir- they got thirteen dollars seats and a free shirt. They got a free Hawaiian pirates shirt. I'm like, what do you mean you got a Hawaiian pirate shirt? That's that. What promo is this, Pittsburgh? If I want something free, at least give me like an actual team shirt, like a black or yellow shirt, not a Hawaiian rainbow shirt. I. <laughs> I need. I want to go to a Pittsburgh game this year just to like experience this environment. Because how can you have this bad of a team in this great of games? It just doesn't make sense. You know what's crazy? It's been like this for forever. It really has. You really look at Pittsburgh. They had that four-run stretch where it was like, man, that team right there. They're exciting to watch, and it's crazy how much pitching they got. And yeah. then all those pitchers got injured and failed. And then they went to other teams and won Cy Youngs. And for a minute, Pittsburgh was taking old veterans like A.J. Burnett and Francisco uh, Liriano and rebuilding their careers. And, like, they were like a pitching lab for, like, a good second in the MLB. And you know what it amounted to? Nothing. After that little four- to six-year run, it's all over. It's back to the bottom where you belong and where you've been staying. We're not raising the Jolly Roger no more, okay? I, we need to raise some actual good prospects and start winning some baseball games. It, it's just like WCW, you know, bottom of the barrel. Then for four years, uh, they're like up on top, and then it's bottom of the barrel again, and then probably they're going to sell the team just like they sold the franchise. <laughs> no, oh. Being realistic, Pittsburgh, you, there's there's some good prospects coming up. Uh-huh. Actually, no, yeah. they have out of the top 30, they do have three top 30 prospects and a multitude of other top 100. I want to say they have six guys in the top 100 in the MLB prospect list. So the future is looking bright for the projections, at least. Obviously, those guys have to play games. And knowing Pittsburgh recently, <laughs> that has not been their strong suit. Uh, Brian Hayes has worked out no one else recently so hopefully this is the, we turn the tide I'll believe this when I see it <clears throat> but uh, 
for the awards. Let's let's uh, uh, rookie of the year. <clears throat> I do have a pirate winning this. I have O'Neill Cruz. Uh, he is six seven. Can you guess what position he plays? That's um, I would say catcher, or first base, maybe third. He plays shortstop. At at six seven. All right, now I know why the Pirates are in last place. <laughs> he has a fifty hit tool, sixty five power, which is probably gonna end up translating to like a seventy to eighty power. I mean, the guy has prestigious power. Uh, 55 runs, 70 arm, ridiculous arm, 50 field. Uh, they've been wanting to move him off of shortstop, but he continues to play so well that they've just continued to allow him to play shortstop. Uh, he's not, he's, he's a guy that's not going to walk a, a ton. He's going to get there uh, and, you know, he'll probably end up with a better walk rate, but as he comes up, he's going to be a free swinger. He's going to strike out a lot. I do think he's a guy that will develop a solid walk rate uh, later in his career, but this guy could easily come up in the middle of the season, hit 20 home runs in the second half. That's why I have him winning rookie of the year. I think it'll be super exciting, but it's going to be interesting to see him play shortstop at six, seven. And that is that he, that's really my pick. That's why I picked him is because I think it's so out there that it'll be exciting to watch. And he has light, light tower power, lighthouse tower power. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my motto. That's true. If he's working out there, yeah, so be it. You got nothing else to lose, Pittsburgh. <laughs> You're already at the bottom of the barrel. Who cares? But, uh, yeah, I think that's a great pick based off the, the stats you just read me off. And I definitely could see it happening. I wouldn't be surprised. My, uh, my rookie of the year pick might be one of the oldest rookie of the years ever. Um, 27-year-old, or he's going to be 28, I believe. Uh, Saya Suzuki, new cub, coming over from the Japan League, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Japan. Ja- the, yep. <laughs> he won um, Japanese player rookie of the year. He signed a five-year, $85 million contract this offseason. And this was his last season in Japan. He hit 317, 433, 636. 38 home runs, 88 or almost as many walks as strikeouts, 88. And or he had 88 walks, 89 strikeouts last season. Had a 943 OPS. And in his nine seasons with his team, 189 home runs, 621 RBIs. And they're saying his best traits, he's got strong plate discipline which that's always – that's what really teams are looking for, I feel like, yeah, now. They're not looking for batting average yeah. anymore. You know, they're, look, they're looking yeah. for the guys with the 400 on-base percentages. And I think he's just going to thrive in today's <laughs> system. Yeah, I get – um, his numbers are really high. I mean, I feel like – I don't really follow Japanese baseball, but I feel like numbers are high. They're years in Japan, and then MLB, it's kind of – they yeah, go down I mean, a little bit. You you look at the Japanese players that have yeah. come over, and it's always been the pitchers that excel. Yeah, you know I mean they got those guys pitching like like schedules, like actual MLB level schedules when they're like sixteen. You know, yeah. Um, and they take really good care of their arms over there, although they do wear them out. But 
you know, you got guys like Ichiro and Hideki Matsui. They've come over and had decent success as hitters, but it's always been the hitters that have worried people. So hopefully Suzuki can can break that mold. And I think this is the second largest contract ever given to a Japanese player. I believe uh, so. Behind, behind Tanaka. So I hope yeah. he's worth every penny for the for the Cubs. Yeah, I think, you know, those stats for those nine years, that's pretty good. I mean, he's yeah. only 28, so he was playing when, since he's 19. So I can't wait. I think he's got a bright future in the MLB. But uh, moving off of the Central to, to my Cy Young Award winner, got Walker Bueller. He's the opening day starter for the Dodgers. He is their new ace. Clayton Kershaw is there. He's on his retirement, or not retirement, but he's on his his victory laps at this point. You know, I finally got the World Series, even though it is a Mickey Mouse ring. But, uh, you know, finally got that ring. So, Walker Buehler's a new ace. I think he's, you know, the easy pick is DeGrom. I think that's who you have winning. But yeah. Buehler finally puts it all together, puts it all together, and is healthy. I think he's the best pitcher in the NL. Yeah, I mean, it feels like all those L.A. rings besides the Rams, those are Mickey Mouse rings. But uh, I digress. That's, that's a topic for another day. Oh, like you, don't you want s- the Triple Parade, man? What are you talking about? No, I, I don't really like Triple Parades. I don't I don't like L.A. teams in general. Um, I, I take exception to the Dodgers for one player who will forever have my heart. But that'll be a topic for later. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, say, um, I went to Grom. I, I go with I went in the safe pick just because I think with Scherzer there, there's a lot of pressure off his back for that rotation. And I think it's Is gonna that what was causing all the injuries, the pressure. You never I know. Like they, I feel like they would have figured that out, you know, got a chiropractor or something. Hey, hey, you never know. You don't know. Listen, man, I'm, all I'm saying is Grom is always the pick. He's always the pick to win it. The guy that ever stays healthy. Uh, I, I think this is the year because I feel like he, he in his mind, he's, he's trying to do too much and he's not listening to his body. I think with another Cy Young there, he'll listen to his body and be like, man, I'm going to learn from Max Scherzer how to stay healthy. Trying to do too much to do what? Finish third? What, what, yeah, what I, mean, he I mean, I mean, you're going to tell me he's not going out there to try to carry this franchise on his back? Listen, I love DeGrom. I think he's the best pitcher in baseball, but it's just, it's kind of the thing with Mike Trout. Yeah, Mike Trout's the great pick to an MVP. Like I said, 100 games, he finishes top three. DeGrom's a great pick to finish top three in the Cy Young, but is he going to win it? Yes. Okay. Uh, maybe, who knows? <laughs> it's my pick, okay? You're going to tell me I'm wrong, my pick's wrong? No, no, your pick is great. Yeah. You're going to tell me my fantasy pick's wrong? It's my pick. It's my fantasy. Uh, that leaves us with breakout or no number. Uh, MVPs. Yeah, MVPs. Um, take it away, sir. We got the best hitter in baseball. Juan Soto. The Soto shuffle will be infuriating to all NL East pitchers and all NL pitchers in general and AL pitchers that play him. Uh, He is easily the best hitter in baseball. The fact that this guy had a 465 on base last year is insane. Look at the lineup that is around him. You are telling me they didn't just decide to pitch around him? (laughs) 
no. they didn't. <laughs> they tried to get him out. He's just too darn good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if he could defend, he might be the best player in baseball. But the guy is not very good in the field, and he's kind of slow. But, I mean, goodness gracious, this guy's going to have an amazing career if he stays healthy. And it's one of those things where, like, at the back end of his career, all he does is hit already, you know? It's not like you're you're not trotting him out there to get anything on the defensive side of the ball. You're getting you're putting him out there to get 40 home runs and have a 500 on base percentage. He can do that till he's 40, you know? With the DH coming to the NL, this guy might hit 800 home runs. I don't know. <laughs> he's going to be the new David Ortiz. But better. He'll be he'll turn into a DH. Le- no, I was thinking legal Barry Bonds. I could see it. I can Love see it. Juan Soto. It's probably my favorite player in the MLB right now. Right now he's Juan Solo. So he yes, he, <laughs> he is Juan Solo. Um <laughs> going back to my love for Mookie Betts, I think it's gonna be his year. He adds his second. MVP title. He's coming off an injury plagued season. He's getting some extra rest. You know, he hasn't been in the World Series. And I think he's going to have another MVP caliber season. He's done it before and he's got the ballpark to do it. I'll leave it at that. I'll keep it short and sweet. The protection in the lineup to do it. Yeah. He should easily hit 100 runs, bad leadoff. I mean, he the like the amount of times he'll get on base, and then the next person yeah. hit a home run, or the, someone else hit a single, and then the next person hits a home run, like they'll get two singles, and then another home, like it'll be ridiculous, you know. <laughs> breakout pitcher, um, it just happened to be like this, you know. We weren't gonna do a breakout pitcher and breakout player for each uh, uh, league, but it just happened that both yeah. of our our pitchers in the NL and both of our players in AL. Uh, my pitcher is Mitch Keller. Uh, Mitch Keller, he has struggled mightily for the Pittsburgh Pirates in uh, in the MLB, and he lost a little bit of velocity so far in the spring training uh, season that we've had thus far. He has found that velocity again. I saw him hit 100 yesterday. He is a top former top prospect. I like Mitch Keller. I've always had a good hope, pretty pretty good faith in him that he'd be pretty good. Um, I think he he puts it all together this year. I don't know how crazy his season will be. I'm not going to go out and say he'll finish like top three in the Cy Young or anything, but I think he firmly emerges as a guy that can lead the next generation of Pittsburgh players into the playoffs. Hopefully, I think he can be a really really solid pitcher for them. And I'll say, I'll say a sub three point five ERA for my man Mitch Kelly. I wouldn't be surprised, and they're going to need him. <laughs> I mean, yes, they are. They're going to need that man. Before I get into it, I have breaking news here on the locker room. The St. Peter Peacocks are still dancing. They have beaten Purdue 67-64. to My goodness. They, the Purdue uh, Boilermakers just got dunked. They have just become the spoiled makers. On National Peacocks Day, nonetheless, people. They are heading to the Elite Eight. Congrats, St. Peter's. This 15 seed's playing a whole lot like a two seed, let me tell you. I, I know I I didn't I didn't want to interrupt and I'm like, oh my God. I I can't believe it. This is who do they face now? Do you know? 
You know, uh, no, no, no idea. It don't matter. It don't matter who they face. Peacock's on top. It's looking like they will. They will play the winner of North Carolina and UCLA. North Kalaki and the Bruins. They going all the way. Fifteen seed in the finals. Anything can happen. The UCLA Lonzo Balls. I can definitely see him beat them. <laughs> uh, back to baseball, though. Um, I also have a pitcher, or and it's Aaron Ashby from the Brewers. Yes, his numbers um, didn't look the best, but he held hitters to a 183, 272, 324 line and struck out 30 people in 20 innings. I think there's a chance he can crack that rotation. And let me tell you, he's got a nasty slider. This man, yucky. I'll leave it at that. Yucky, yucky style. You know, he's a left-hander. Fastball reaches up to 100 miles per hour. And he has a slider and a changeup, which is the changeup is not, it's not as yucky as a slider, but it's still, I'll say yuck. I'll leave it. I'll say that. Um, I think, um, I think his numbers were really high and I think he has the talent to improve them. That's really all I got to say for him. Yeah. And I remember uh, watching him a little bit in the minors or at least like paying attention to his career a little bit. The guy was much better in the minors than he was in the majors last year. And, uh, you know, he had a, I think he had a 2.64 FIP in the minors here before, which is ridiculous. Is better, way much better than his ERA. And the advanced statistics say he was unlucky last year. So I, I love that pick. Thank you. I appreciate it. And our last thing for the NL, let me hear a playoff top six prediction. Um, in the playoffs, I've got the Dodgers as the one seed. No surprise there. I've got the Braves as the two seed. I've got the Brewers as the three seed with just a slightly better record than the Padres, who I have as the number one wild card team. Have the Mets eking into the playoffs, and I have the Cardinals as the last wild card team. Yeah, I mean, we got very similar picks. I got top three is the same. I really feel like you can't really debate there's going to be another or a different top three scenario. Dodgers, Braves, Brewers. Maybe Brewers and Braves switch if Braves underperform, but Dodgers ultimately number one. And then number four, I have the Giants. I think Giants keep it up. They might not get a hundred win over a hundred wins again, but I think that pitching, um, their pitching can carry them to the playoffs. And then number five, I got the Cardinals. They just, they always get in. They always sneak in there. And then number six, I got Mets. I do want to say, I would have had the Phillies over the Mets. If they didn't have an atrocious defense. Yes. I do think that is what's going to end up keeping them out of the playoffs. I will say I could, um, I could see the um, another team overtaking the Mets for six. I'm not sold on the Mets getting in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I could see a team like San Diego getting in there, 
or I could see maybe the uh, I gotta look at all the NLT. I, I had it in my head in the left. Um, I could definitely see the Cubs squeaking in. There's there's many of those borderline teams where I can see. Yeah. Not uh, the not the Pirates or. Um, you don't think the Pirates make a make a run? Not the Pirates or the Diamondbacks or Rockies or the Marlins or the Nationals. I'll leave them okay. There. Okay. Yeah. Well, we didn't do the AL playoffs, so we'll okay back yep. over there just to just to end it. I have the Blue Jays as the one seed. Um, I have them over the Yankees by two games. I've got the Astros as the two. Got the White Sox as the three. Uh, I could say see the White Sox being the two, but I doubt it. I have the Yankees as the first wild card. The Rays as the second wild card, and it was between the Mariners and the Red Sox for that last wild card spot. And to piss you off, I went Mariners. You just love pissing me off. <laughs> you know, um, I mean. It- it is what it is. I mean, I, I could definitely see the Red Sox missing the playoffs, so I'm not I'm not going to get too mad over it just because um, I'm still happy about last October, especially, I, I, especially that first game. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, was, that was a nice game to watch. If the monster wasn't 400 feet tall, Jim Carlos Stanton would have. Should have, would have, could have. All right. Should have, would have, could have, but he didn't. You know what I'm hey, it's not my fault. Garrett Cole pitched. Worse. All right. All right. All right. All right. P- all pitched right. worse <laughs> than he <laughs> did <laughs> in UCLA. <laughs> he was probably thinking about Trevor Bauer or something as his teammate. Thinking still. about his hamstring as he couldn't finish yeah. his pitches. He, he was thinking about, oh my god, I can't use Spider Tech. What am I gonna do? Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, your playoff teams, man. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go White Sox one. Oh. I got White Sox one. I got Toronto two. I got Houston three. I got there's three wild cards this year, right? Yep. I got, hmm, we'll go Yankees, Seattle. And then that team from Boston. The Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Stockings. Those stockings. Those red stocking guys. I think this is going to be a a beer and chicken type season for y'all. The Boston David Ortiz's. Beer and and chicken season. Yeah. 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 We'll see. (laughs) Don't get too cocky over there. I mean, I'm, I'm... not cocky at all. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yankees haven't improved at all. Uh huh. Only ninety-two games last year. Uh huh. Uh huh. It didn't matter though. It it did not matter. It didn't matter. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm just glad baseball's back. Baseball's back. Uh, probably won't cover it that much in the regular season, like in terms like day to day. Yeah. I mean, it's the regular season baseball. It's 162 games. games. Yeah. Yeah. But as it ramps up and things start to get spicy or something big happens, we'll definitely cover it. But oh, you betcha. Baseball. We're both big baseball fans, yeah. so we'll, we'll definitely be keeping track of it. Big baseball guys. How you doing? Big baseball guys, yeah. You're a cousin from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Anything else you want to add before we sign off here? No, that's pretty much it, man. That's all I've got for you. All right. I, I got nothing else to say besides um, uh, don't mess with Coach Spo and Udonis Haslam. Really? Throwing hands in Miami. Uh, we're throwing hands. My, Miami was fun. I had a fun time there. I saw Coach Spo in person. I was like, Spo! Spo, it's me! I'm your number one fan. <laughs> Did you get an autograph? Uh, no, I didn't. I was I was high up. I'm balling on a budget, baby. I can't I can't be doing that. Hey yo. Suck down, eh? I, I was just too busy staring at Kyle Lowry the whole game. Ah, okay. This is a family show. <laughs> I'm a family man. Family show. We're not I, gonna talk about I'm Kyle just, Lowry's. I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm just amazed how well he does with gym shorts that go down to his yeah. ankles. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure that's not what you're talking uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do I need but, to read the text? No. <laughs> hey, yo, hey. Oh, oh. Hey, yo. Oh, oh, hey. You need to slow down now. You got too much dip on your chip now, Jordan. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. I'm, I'm cutting this one. We're done. <laughs> no more, Jordan. But we hope you all had a wonderful time joining in with us. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Adios. Adios.